Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Yes. Like, next episode, Che will be at a soup kitchen. I guarantee it. <laughs> feeding orphans. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we really and strongly discourage our children from having sex in our beds. I mean, that's just... LTW is on the right side of history here. Yes she is it's it's ridiculous but whatever hi i'm amy archer i'm your host i'm here with the lovely leslie dj and as you guys know every friday we are here recapping in just like that leslie how you doing i am doing great i think that um i don't know i feel optimistic it's funny because you did message me and you were and I think you posted something about like, oh my God, dare I say this episode is good. And I was like, I'll probably hate it because I hadn't seen it yet. Because <laughs> I went to see um, John Lovett, Love It or Leave It. I know, you saw Love It or Leave It. it I awesome. love him. One of my favorite humans. He was there, of course. And Isaac Misrahi, Janine Garofalo, mm. BD Wong. Was Ronan there? Was Ronan there? No, I don't think they're together. Wait, they broke up? I believe so. A long time ago, I believe. <gasps> Because, I mean, I'm what? not sure. I can neither confirm nor deny because there was a point where they, you know, Ronan was posting a lot of thirst traps and he was hanging out with a ton of guys and going on vacation and John was not in any of those pictures. And Maybe they have an open relationship. No, I don't think so. And John is looking, like, really hot. Like, he is, Aww, you little know, John love it. getting his workout in, going on Hollywood. And we are not talking about John Lovett, the comedian. God, no, not from SNL. We're talking about the political commentator who was like, was he a speechwriter for Obama, I think? I think he was a speechwriter for Hillary. For well, Hillary. No, I think but he right. did work for he, Obama. He was Obama's speechwriter. You know why? Because they tease him because he wrote the infamous um, correspondence yes. dinner joke. That when Obama that. said something about Trump running for president and that got Trump pissed off and he ran for president. So they they tease him. So yeah. he was an Obama speechwriter, but then he ran Hillary like he was on Hillary's campaign. Yeah. I remember that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, like he's hilarious. Great guy. I really enjoy. It's a great episode. I think it'll, it'll drop on Saturday. So tomorrow. So definitely check it out. Love it or leave it. I think I might pop in. You might hear me screaming at one point because I was like, looking good. You know, I was like, you know, <laughs> doing, I was being obnoxious, but in a good way because I was giving him compliments. So it wasn't so bad. Yes. yes. So he was all about that. <laughs> yeah, he was all about that. Um, let's talk about our girls here, like just the state of this episode. Mm -hmm. I think it was decent. This episode was an episode of Sex in the City. That's what it was. Let's just it be really honest. It really was. And let me tell you something. I went back and I watched a few episodes from, I want to say season four. Season and four is when they get re 
engaged and back together. Yeah. Season, season three four is the is, breakup. Yeah. Cheating. Okay. So season four is when Steve and Aiden opened the bar. Yes. Season four. Okay. So I was watching those episodes. And when Miranda, now this was foreshadowing, Samantha had a lesbian lover and she says lesbian lover. She calls her that. And Miranda is really kind of questioning Samantha about it and giving her kind of a hard time about it, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, But the writing was so much better. I think Samantha Irby was the one that wrote this episode. Yeah. They were all talking in this past episode that I saw, like they were talking about, what were they talking about? Relationships maybe? And Samantha not being able to be like intimate. Oh, Samantha's going, Maria, her girlfriend. Yeah. She's like, Maria, all she wants to do is talk. And she says, I have a problem with intimacy. And they're all like, oh no, why would she say that? Exactly, you know? yeah. And, and like, they were kind of, oh, oh, I know what it was. And then- Samantha gets a strap on and Miranda's asking in foreshadowing a million questions about a strap on. Yeah. How does it work? What do you do? And like, it seemed like a genuine conversation that you and I would have with our girlfriends at a bar. You know what I mean? Like it was a normal conversation. And I was like, why can't we write like this anymore? And then I realized like they, cause you don't talk like in other words, they were in their 30s when they were talking like that. Yeah. So you still do talk like that, but maybe the topics have changed. I don't know. Something's not translating. But this I mean, there episode is different, felt better. There are different stages of their lives because, I mean, at this point, Charlotte has been married for, like, dare I say, like 15 years at least or 16 years, something like yeah. that. So, yeah. you know, a lot of things have changed. And now Miranda is questioning her sexuality, trying to figure out where she fits in and all mm-hmm. that. So... It's a different stage, and I was one of those people, because I know a lot of people were super excited when they heard about Aiden and all these things, like, coming back. I was on the do not bring him back camp, because the first time around, I loved him so much in season three. Yes. And then he gets hot on season four, and she fucks it up again and breaks his heart. And I was just like, don't do this to him. And then the abomination that is Sex in the City 2, the film that should have never existed. Yes. Yes. Do we even need to talk about it? Another (laughs) moment where I was like, why are you bringing Aiden back from the dead? Leave the guy alone. But then. Well, and that's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean. But then with this episode, I was like, oh, okay. So here's my question for you. Knowing all of that. Do you think this is endgame for Carrie? Do you think Carrie and Aiden are endgame? I would hope so because it's like, why bring him back for a fourth time to like fucking break his heart? That's just me. Unless he breaks her heart. Yeah, revenge. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I really enjoyed seeing him. John Corbett is smoking hot in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I love seeing him. I just love everything about him. His height. His little uh, mullet he's got going in the back there. <laughs> that little eighth grade mullet that I grew up with. Um, I just, I love him and I'm thrilled to see him back. But one of the things, two things I have to say in re-watching old episodes is I miss the voiceover. I That Carrie too. used to give us, the narration. Um, it wasn't great, but it helped. And then the yeah. other thing is they're not 
they don't meet up as regularly, but like, that's life, right? Like you have kids, you have the, you know, you can't like, I realize just my sister living in New York city and you having grown up in New York city, like you probably see us too. Like in your twenties, that's what you do. You go out to eat, you go out to bars with your girlfriends. That's all you do. So it's like, I, I guess that just is unrealistic to think that's still happening at 55. And I did listen to the writer's room podcast and they were talking about how fun it was for them to just have the three girls on their own having these conversations, because if they had any of the other new women, then they would have to kind of like do, you know, backstory and then this happened. And it's like, no, let's just get the core. And I was like, this is why it felt good because it was organic to this friendship and they weren't shoehorning in the other women. I agree. All right, let's get to our recap. We are looking at, and just like that, season two, episode seven called February 14th, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. Can you do me a favor as I go through this? If you heard something interesting on the writer's room, chime in with it. Because I did not listen because you know how I feel about Michael Patrick King. (laughs) I don't know if I can hear him anymore. So I'm just going to cover them again, character by character. Naya had almost nothing in this episode. I'm worried for her. Yeah. I feel like she doesn't have much going on. She's a brilliant actress. She's a good character, but they just can't tie her in. I don't think. I feel like she might end up being one of those characters that if there is a season three, they might not come back because it's like, there's really no place for her. Okay, I don't know if there's going to be season three. What do you think? What have you heard? Well, now with the whole writers and actors strike, if it if there were going to be one, it wouldn't come out until 2025. I mean, point. to be fair, if these writers were on strike and they had to call in like an MFA thesis class, they could probably do that and write this show better. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Naya, we only see like a few scenes of her. Her friends are calling her, offering to hang out with her on Valentine's Day. She tells them like, no, it's fine. I'm making myself a chocolate souffle. And then she says, I'm having a meevening. What are your thoughts on meevening? Does it need to die? Should we throw it on the trash pile? Meevening? I mean, it's a little gross. It's a little cutesy, but not like in a fun way. I don't know. The the, The writers said something that they were like, they were basically honest. Like we didn't know what the fuck to do with Naya. So they were like, you know, Mm -hmm. we wanted her to be kind of like, they had an idea where they were going to send flowers from Andre Rashad, or at least she was going to think they were from him. And it would have been like a a mistake if she was going to like reach out to him. And then it would have been like, Oh no, it was dealing to the wrong apartment. And I'm Mm -hmm. glad they scrapped that because that would have been like a total mind fuck for her. And then it's like, do we really need to get into this? But instead, they were just like, we just want to give her like a happy, satisfying, single gal, I'm okay with being alone moment. And everything turns out great because her souffle turns out great. So that was their take on it. But I'm thank you for that. Let me ask you this. If when she was on screen and she was delivering this, like, oh, you're my married girlfriends and you just want to check on me. But I'm fine. I have a wonderful evening planned. I'm making a chocolate souffle and I'm having a meevening. Now, if you closed your eyes when she delivered that, you would swear Samantha Jones was saying it. Yeah. I feel like the absence of Samantha is really felt and they keep trying to give her lines to other people. Yeah, Seema especially. Samantha. Yes. Yeah. Samantha. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Because that okay. whole scene later on, yeah. Okay. Samantha. 
So now we go to Anthony, and he sent Drew Barrymore a basket, and she apparently wants him and one of the hot fellows on the show. But after he discovers they're juicing with HGH, which he's like, this is not the Moscow Olympics, which I appreciate. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. And he fires anyone who's juicing, and it's like all of them. So then we see Charlotte in a card store when Anthony calls her and he's in a panic. And she ends up running into a guy who she thinks would be the next hot fella and could go on the Drew Barrymore show with him. Because he's, yeah. you know. This dude is selling poems for a dollar in a bookstore. And I'm like, will you marry me immediately? <laughs> like, Whoa. even later when he's like, I'm not a prostitute. Oh, wait, that's not the right. What's what's his accent? He's Italian. He's Italian. I'm not I a can't prostitute. Do that. I, I yeah, know. I can do that one because I'm Italian. So I can be pretty offensive. <laughs> um, hey, I'm not the prostitute. I'm a poet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I admire this dude's dedication to his poetry. This was me in middle school. I used to charge boys a dollar for a poem that I would write to their girlfriends for them. So I, I wow. love this enterprising attitude on this guy. Never thought to do that. Oh, yeah. And Charlotte comes up to him and she's like, I'll pay you $300 to do something different. And you or no, I'll pay you $300 and like to do something else. And he's like, mm. so, you know, I appreciate that. I thought that was pretty funny. He ends up on the show with Anthony and he puts on the onesie and his dick is so huge that no one, including Drew Barrymore, can focus. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay, I, okay, this is my my time to like geek out on Drew Barrymore. I okay. fucking love her. Like, I love it's, her too. It's a thing that I've loved her since I was a little girl and I've Me connected too. with her because she went through so much and then she's just so generally nice person and yep. her talk shows it's so funny because there's no sense of boundaries because she would like reach out to you like cradle you if she has to you know during yes. the interviews and I just love that it's so genuine and she's so sweet and oh my god I've been dying to meet her it's like on my bucket list I just need to meet her and thank her because her movies like never been kissed that never was been like kissed. my Bible. I was just gonna say it you took the words right out of my mouth one of the most amazing movies. That was my loved Bible. It. I loved it so yes. much because I think when it came out, I hadn't been kissed. So I was mm. like, I get this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least not in a meaningful way. I just, I love her. She always seemed very sweet to me. Yeah. I don't know. The Wedding Singer? Come on. She's fantastic. Yeah. She was even that. great in the TV show, the Netflix show, San Clarita Diet. I thought it was great. She was like I a did zombie. not see that. It was really good. Mm. It was two seasons. Okay. But it was really good. Okay. All right. So, all right, he ends up on the show. His dick is huge, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of double entendre, like, oh, your business is going to grow. How big is it going to grow? I didn't think it would this be this big. It's going to be even bigger. So after the show, the guy's name is Giuseppe. And after the show, Anthony tries to hire him. And Giuseppe says, I'm not the prostitute. I'm a poet. And Giuseppe agrees to a one-week trial. And yes. like pretty much Anthony's like, name your price, dude. So, do we think this is going to be a love interest for Anthony now? Because don't forget, Stanford's off banging something in China. Yeah, Stanford and the writer's room did mention that Stanford is out doing whatever because the character lives on, you know, off yes, screen of because they want to honor yep. Willie Garson, which is great. 
So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that they might try to turn this into something because he's really hot. And Anthony, I mean, Mario Cantone could like act with a fucking broomstick and be hilarious. He's fantastic. He's just here's the thing about Mario Cantone. Cantone though, I don't think he's acting. No, that's just him. Really is. (laughs) I've met him, and yeah, (laughs) he pretty much is that way, dude. And and say these things, Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so now we're going to go on to Charlotte. So Charlotte and LTW are chilling at the school, and the kids are losing their minds because Rock is on a billboard. And I wrote, do they have billboards at schools? Well, this is one of those, like, charging phone stations kind of thing where it changes the ad. It's, like, digital. So they do have those around the city. but Yeah, but this is in, in a schoolyard? Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. possible. Yeah. So Charlotte says all three modeling agencies want a meeting with Rock now. And also she started an Instagram for Rock and Rock already has 3,000 people, which it took her six months to get that main people for Richard Burton, which I'm all about Richard Burton. He's so cute. Oh, this is what I meant to tell you. I had a fantastic business idea. If I was Sarah Ramirez, mm-hmm. I would start doing cameos as Che Diaz. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's like, Che Diaz. Like- <laughs> Just think, I would order 10 of them for people that I wanted to just troll. Like, not seriously troll, but, like, friends. Yeah. Like, Leslie, you would be getting one, 100%. Oh, I would love it. Amanda would be getting one. Stephanie would be getting one. Everybody would be getting one from me. Sarah Ramirez, this is your business opportunity. Yes, do this. Get on it. Get on it. Like, I would charge, like, $100 and just be Che Diaz in the, be as Che as Che can be. Yeah, like, the bad jokes, just. Mm-hmm, over the top mm-hmm. like you're gonna rock middle school ah! Ah! whatever Go Leslie, with your but PhD. i also think if i was a writer at sex in the city or in just like that i mean i would start a little instagram for richard burton i would too that'd be cute he was cute i would follow him so later charlotte and harry are making plans for their own valentine's day and we learn that lily was dumped by blake of course because she put out two weeks ago like what the fuck yeah Blake, you need to get your shit together. I don't know who you are, but get it together, dude. He sucks. So, but we get to hear Taylor Swift, so that's awesome. That's true. So she's having a fuck the boys party. Now it's Valentine's Day and Charlotte is taking Rock around to the agencies for an audition. And when she has to wait, Charlotte goes all Karen. Mm-hmm. She really does. I mean, it does not. she does not have to dig deep into the well to pull that up. And she's like, we have an appointment, blah, 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 blah. And Rock is mortified. Yeah. So they get home. Yeah. They get home and Rock is like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. And Rock says, you were gross today. Yeah. And I got real Dance Mom vibes from you. Now, I never saw that show Dance Moms. Is this? Neither did I. But I do know that I think her name is Abby something the dance mom like the choreographer was pretty mean to those girls that's where um jojo siwa came out of dance mom so it it did spawn a few careers and stuff i never watched it but back in the day when it was on the soup was on that tv show the soup remember that with joe mccale yeah Yeah, with joe mccale so they would play clips of that because she was so awful to them and to the moms because the stage moms were even more obnoxious than the kids. So, guys, if yeah. you didn't watch The Soup, I mean, he just went around and recapped like all the reality shows and talk shows. Yeah. Right? All the shit shows that happened that week. <sighs> it was great. awesome. That was great. 
Um, well, from what I understand, just my cultural context, I feel like dance mom is interchangeable with Karen. Yeah. It's just right. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. So meanwhile, Lily is playing some Taylor Swift and hanging out with their friends and she doesn't want Charlotte anywhere near her. And I'm like, girl, same. Like (laughs) my kids don't want me anywhere near them. Charlotte has brought them a cake, but Lily doesn't want any because they have brownies. Charlotte picks one up and eats it. We all know it's laced. We all know I mean, this. Come on. Mm-hmm. Later, when Charlotte and Harry are Harry are out on their date, Charlotte starts exhibiting symptoms of a stroke, and says her face feels numb and she can feel her blood. Now, <laughs> <laughs> they rush her to the hospital, and it turns out people her the doctor says people your age don't know how to navigate the power of a gummy. Now, <laughs> this is the time I'm going to tell a story about how when I didn't know how to navigate the power of a gummy. Uh-oh. <laughs> so. I was in Portland, Oregon on business maybe five years ago. I want to say it was like 2017, 2018, pre-pandemic. Okay. And they had, weeds legal there, so you could just go into a dispensary and get something. So we went in, we it's got chocolate It's legal in New bar, York we, as well now. Yes. But at the time, it wasn't legal in a lot of places. Yeah. So we went in, we got um, a candy bar, we came out, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat this candy bar. So I eat a little square and the guy specifically told us like they always do just one square. Mm -hmm. That's it. But that wasn't enough for me. I ate one square and the chocolate was really good and I had been drinking a little bit. So I'm like, I'm going to eat another square, I'm going to eat another square, I'm going to eat another square. So I ate four squares and (laughs) I was at dinner and... I literally started to have a panic attack because I was so high. (laughs) I started, the room was spinning and I started having a panic attack. So we go back up to the room and I was staying with a coworker and she was like an older woman. And I was like, I said to her, I I know I'm having a panic attack. Now, here's the thing. I had been married to somebody who suffered from debilitating panic disorder. So I knew exactly Mm -hmm. what was happening to me. Like I knew I was having a panic attack, but I knew it wasn't real. You know, I consciously knew that, but I was freaking out. And all I kept saying to her was, please don't let me call 911. Please do not let me call the police or the ambulance. Like, please don't let me do that. (laughs) I called Timmy. I was crying my eyes out. Like, you have to help me. I don't know (laughs) what to do. I I was in just a full-blown panic. And he told me, he's like, so you need to hyper-focus. So he said, put the TV on. And really just focus on something and that will take you out of it. Almost like a riptide, like swimming with the shore will take you out of the riptide. So that was the night, Leslie, that I solved the JonBenet Ramsey murder. Oh, my God. So who did it? The brother. The brother. I knew it. Because when I put on the TV, there was like a a special and I just hyper focused on it for two solid hours. And when it was over, I was like. Oh, okay. Like I was coming down a little bit, and I was like, "Okay." And John Bonet Ramsey's brother killed her by accident. The by accident, and the parents covered mm-hmm. it up. They didn't mm-hmm. want to lose both mm-hmm. kids, so mm-hmm. the mom mm-hmm. writes a so ransom that, note. Yeah. So the doctor is correct. My generation does not know how to handle this stuff because <laughs> we're used to you take a puff or two, move, move on, like this. Oof. So yeah, yeah. that was not was, yeah. my environment. And like the first time I saw people smoking pot like in front of me, I was at Warp Tour backstage and we had to mm-hmm. interview this band and they were like, come into our tour bus and they're just ripping bongs and I'm just like 
16, <laughs> terrified. My mom is super anti-drugs, like super Catholic. And I'm just like, holy shit. I'm in a tour bus with, you know, rockers doing mm-hmm, drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm, weed, but I was like, mm-hmm. they're doing drugs. And I couldn't <laughs> focus on the interview because I was just like overcome by the fact that they were doing drugs. It was like a big thing for me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then after it was over, I leave and I get on the subway, you know, and everything. And I just start giggling and giggling and giggling. Oh, no. Were you, did you get a contact high? Yes, I did. <laughs> it was insane and euphoric. And I was like, now I know why people do drugs. This is awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got paranoid. Because I was like, yeah. Does, will my mom smell it on me? Will she think that I was doing it? I didn't do it. I swear to God, I wasn't doing it. You know, and it was like a whole thing. <laughs> and knowing what I know about your mom, she probably put the fear of God in you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. She didn't notice because by the time I got home, it was kind of late. And I just like ran yeah. to my room. I was like, I showered. And I was like, I'm going to go to bed. It's so hot. Blah, blah, blah. Because it was like August. And I just like lay down in my bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And like, I journaled <laughs> about it. I need to find that journal. <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious so yeah we don't know how to do this stuff well (laughs) (laughs) all right so the doctor's like you know you were you were high whatever and charlotte's like oh my god the brownies now i will say one thing it was so sweet how harry is with her yeah don't you agree the fact when they were wheeling her to the ambulance and he wanted to go in, they're like, no, 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 don't go in. He's like, that's the love of my life. And like, he was almost in tears. I was like, oh my God. Yes. Yes. They're so sweet together. I love, I love them. them. Never break them up. Do you hear this writers? Never. Michael Patrick King. That will be the final straw with you. Yeah. We will come so, for your head respectively and lovingly. <laughs> it's Charlotte not a threat. Tells Harry, <laughs> Charlotte tells Harry. When she thought she was dying, her life flashed before her eyes and she was not happy about it. And she's going to call Mark Kasabian and she's going to go to work. Yeah. That's what we need. Whenever I say Kasabian, I think of Linda Kasabian. Is that the Manson girl? Oh, I don't know about those Manson girls. I know there was one named Leslie and that's scary. Yeah. There's a couple Leslie. She just got released, actually. I read. Yeah, Linda Kasabian, I want to say, is the one who was, like, older. Hmm. And then there was Susan Atkins, right? I don't know. I don't know their I'm a little rusty on my Manson lore. I used to have it (laughs) right there. Okay, so now we're going to go to LTW and, as I call him, husband. Because, you know, he's... Husband Herbert. All he he does is walk around and get horned up. He really doesn't do much. (laughs) Although he has a really good saying in this, uh, really good line in this scene. So while they're at the school, um, LTW spies her son and his girlfriend and they're hardcore making out in the schoolyard. First of all, how these 17 year olds are making out in front of all these second graders, they should be ashamed of themselves. And also, what kind of school is this? Like, what is the grade? Does it go up to? I think it's one of those private schools that are like K through 12, like super uber private, expensive. Because the age gap. Schools you and I will never see the inside of. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Jesus. Because I was like, the grades don't make sense to me. Why are they all like in schoolyard? Yeah. Yep. So, and the girlfriend, like, is rubbing his crotch. Yeah. Right in front of these little kids. It was weird. So, LTW and husband are heading out for Valentine's Day, and the son wants to go to a hotel with his girlfriend. And LTW's like, 
yeah, LTW is like, there's something about this girl I don't like. Like she had his hand, her hand right on his crotch, right in front of me and did not give a fuck. And there's something about her, you know, that is just, I don't like it. Husband's like, look, you're not going to a hotel, but you can stay here because nobody's going to be home. So, you know, so then the kid's like, okay. And he leaves and LTW goes, wait, call him back because you forgot to give him permission to fuck in our bed. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That was great. So he said, Herbert says, husband says, look, like we don't own him and you don't own him either. And I thought that was really insightful and interesting Hmm. to remind LTW who I think could be an overbearing mother although you know we see in the end she is kind of right about this girl but um you know that he's not property like he's 17 he's an individual and I think all mothers myself included need to be reminded of that sometimes yeah you you gotta let the kids go even though you don't want them to do some certain things they gotta learn for themselves because I I feel like I blossomed really late in life because I was so sheltered and so protected. Mm -hmm. And that's why Mm -hmm. I got married to like the first guy, you know? So because I wanted to get out of my house, that was the only way I could leave was by getting married. And so I did. And that was fucking horrible. Yeah. And you probably don't like, you don't have enough life experience to understand. Right. We see this all the time in, in religious fundamentalist communities as well. Like they just don't have the life experience to do it. Oh, listen. So as soon as I turned 30 and my divorce hit, I was on Tinder. I got experience. I'm done. (laughs) I know. I was only single for like two years and I was like, I got a lot of experience. I got a lot of experience. (laughs) These guys suck. Uh huh. So they have a tiff about the girlfriend not having boundaries, and then LTW kind of sets up a trap on the bed that she'll notice. This is something I would do. She'll notice if those pillows were moved. And then when they get home, they discover they haven't been banging in their bed, but the girlfriend's been snooping through LTW's closet and trying shit on. And that is a bridge too far. I would murder her. You do not touch my purses. I have so many purses. Some are like, why, are, why do you have my $20 TJ Maxx canvas bag? Listen, <laughs> I have like three designer bags that I love. And if anyone fucking touches them, you know, there is a coach bag and I got like, a, mm-hmm. you know, nothing too fancy because I can't really afford like a Prada bag, you know, so like these labels mm-hmm. that I could afford when they're like super, super discounted at Nordstrom Rack. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, don't touch them. Yeah, they can go in my closet, but I'll be like, why are you just wearing black and white old navy dresses? Like, <laughs> what's happening? So now we're going to go on to Miranda. Miranda's looking at some queer dating sites. She and Naya are hanging out in a bookstore. Miranda's complaining about the dating apps. And Naya says, I'm going to give you the advice I give my students. Explore the topic. Do the research. Cite the examples. I appreciated that little academic reference in there. So Miranda hears a woman reading in the back room and it's the voice of a woman who has done audiobooks of Jane Austen. And Miranda is beside herself. Like it's like a gusher right there on the street. Like she cannot wait to meet this woman. (laughs) So Miranda waits for her outside. They immediately connect. Miranda gets all horned up and calls Carrie to say, it's on <laughs> yeah. for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Miranda says, it's the whole new me. I wanted her, went for her, got her. 
So now I know strong, sexy women are my thing. Okay, I just want, before I go any further, I just want to say this. I think it was kind of shitty for Charlotte to be like, you don't even know if you're gay. You need to figure it out when they have that lunch, which we'll talk about when we talk about Carrie. I don't think Miranda has to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, just be queer. Like, you don't have to fit into an exact box. Yeah, because you can, but at least she's come a long way from last season where she was like, what are you doing? You're having non-binary sex. And she was like, that's "That's not you. You know, so at this point, she's a little more accepting. Like Charlotte, it takes her a while, but she usually ends Mm -hmm. up on the right side of history. It just takes her a while. Yeah. Yeah. But she's still like, you don't even know if you're gay and you need to decide. No, you don't. You don't need to decide. Guys, you don't. Mm -mm. You do you. So Miranda's date um, has changed plans. They were supposed to have dinner, but now Amelia wants her to come to her house and not the restaurant. When Miranda gets there, she discovers this woman is a fucking mess and her house (laughs) is disgusting and they're stepping in cat shit, which you can only imagine how that smells. And she's pretty crazy and she leaves to get the sheets from the laundry room. Miranda calls Carrie. Carrie tells her, you know, you could leave if you want. Miranda's like, yeah, I think I'll leave. Yeah, because so, Miranda might have stuck around, had bad sex, and then complained about it. New Miranda's mm-hmm. like, I don't gotta even try this shit. I'm out. Yeah, like I thought this was this was a Sex in the City storyline. Yeah, it was a moment. Yeah, I felt it. Yeah, yeah, and I I appreciate it. I thought it was funny. I you know, too. she met this woman. This woman looked totally put together. Yeah, but then you go to her house and you're like. House of Wars. And like the cat was like taking over the bathroom, so Miranda couldn't mm-hmm. even go in there to pee or anything. And mm-hmm. No. Yep. Yep. It was pretty good. Okay. Now let's get to our queen, Carrie, who, by the way, when I was watching the original series, looks like a baby. Baby Carrie. Yeah. She looks 17. Jeez. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jesus. So... We open on Carrie, and she's getting an email reply from Aiden. We open the episode on her. He's invited her to dinner on February 14th, Valentine's Day, and she's telling the girls this at lunch. She's with only Charlotte and Miranda, which you're right, is so refreshing. Yes. And it's interesting because um, we see Carrie kind of get a little down. Like, sometimes I feel like Carrie acts like she's a little too good for all the shenanigans on the show. But last week when we saw her like, oh, I totally uh, Googled Aiden and here's what he's up to. Yeah. I felt that was a good moment. And she had another one in this episode where Charlotte's like, oh, does he know it's Valentine's Day? Or they're talking about that. And Charlotte's theory is he must not have a girlfriend if he doesn't know it's Valentine's Day because the girlfriend would be reminding him. Right. Or he knows it's Valentine's Day and he's inviting her for that purpose. Right. To be romantic. In reality, he just happens to be in town that day. You know what I mean? Like, that could but be a Miranda's possibility. Kinda, Miranda's kind of like, whatever, Charlotte, shut up. And Carrie's like, no, 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 let's hear this out. Yeah. Like, Carrie's like, she's like one of us in those moments. You know what I mean? Where you're trying to analyze things to death. 
And um, on the specific episode that I happened to watch, it was interesting because Miranda was telling Carrie, Steve's a good guy. Steve's a good guy about something about the bar. And she does it in this episode with Aiden. She's like, Aiden's a good guy. You know, like, da 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 I'm like, okay. She always liked Aiden. Yeah, but we all know Miranda doesn't approve of any of Carrie's choices or anyone else's. Yeah, that's true. All right. So uh, we have the, okay. They ask Miranda what she's doing for Valentine's Day and if there are ladies on horizon. And this is what I was saying before. Miranda says she doesn't know if she's only into women and Charlotte pressures her to, to know that. And I didn't appreciate that. Later, Carrie meets up with Che. Uh, I was okay. like, I thought we no. were done. We got to talk about this chasing because it's it has me enraged. They're walking with Che. Che's asking about Miranda because Miranda left some shit at their apartment and they have to Airbnb it because they, like idiots, bought a huge rich apartment with just a pilot made for a network. And um, a dog comes by. Mm-hmm. And Che literally saves a puppy and gets a job at a rescue. Now, <laughs> are we are we like done trying to make Che a savior, Michael Patrick King? Because I need to know. He's sitting over there with his notepad and he's like, okay, the audience hates Che. I'm going to shame them yeah, by letting them watch Che be made fun of by their own community. I'm going to make Che struggle with body image so they feel bad for Che. And I'm going to make Che save puppies. Like, what else can I do to make Che the best person ever? Like, it's so... I didn't even think about it. Or whatever that way but it does seem like yeah they're trying to find ways to make the audience really like Che yes like next episode Che will be at a soup kitchen I guarantee it (laughs) feeding orphans (laughs) probably like come on it's so heavy handed stop okay so I think I would have been like oh okay so this is the end because Miranda ignores Che's call because Che does try to call Mm -hmm. she kind of like ignores it Mm -hmm. and then the whole thing it's like okay now Che's gonna work at a rescue has a job so all won't be you know disastrous okay goodbye Mm -hmm. that's a good ending yeah yeah we need to write Che off into the sunset like that would have been I'm happy with that ending like oh they found you know a great job and a new purpose in life because clearly they're mm-hmm. not funny yep <laughs> so now we get this weird scene with carrie and Seema, and they're going to a spa treatment and okay i have some questions for you around this because i've never gotten a couple's massage ever mm-hmm. so the spa accidentally booked them for a couple's massage and they are adamant that they don't want to do this together do you have to have sex while you're getting a couple's massage? Like, do the is there a requirement <laughs> that you're putting the P in the V or the V in the V while the people are massaging you? Because otherwise, I don't know why you're being so weird about this. This had me so confused because when you do a couple's massage, you're not on the same table, obviously. Right? You have you're just lying next to each other on different together. That's it. That's all it is. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to be like bumping uglies. What exactly. are you talking about? But and it was Seema, the principle of the thing. Carrie, 
I know. But it, the writers were like, well, what was the principle? She was standing up for like single women and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, we, we saw this. It was, a, was it? a woman's right to shoes and Carrie, you know, shoes, Manolo's were stolen. And then she made her friend get it. Tatum O'Neill buy her that. So, okay. That. Is that the same episode where Carrie threw herself a shower? Well, she pretty much had a registry for herself, yeah, to celebrate herself. Okay, register yeah. for herself. Yeah. So we saw this already. I, I don't understand this. I don't. It was so weird to me. It I don't know. It bothered me because it, I don't know if because they were same sex. I was like, is this homophobic? Like, what is this? I don't know what this is. I, I don't know. If it would have like, been two the, dudes, two quote unquote bros, straight bros, I would get that they'd be like, I don't want to do a couple's massage, but it's like two chicks. Like, come on. You don't have yeah. to be in the same room together while you undress. You just, you don't have to be scissoring you. while they're massaging <laughs> your back. Jesus I mean, Christ. yeah, basically. Uh, it's so weird. It was so weird and it felt gross to me in some way. So now on Valentine's Day night, Carrie goes to meet Aiden. <laughs> so excited about this and they're at the restaurant and he doesn't show up and she's like what is going on she calls Miranda Miranda's like he's a good guy he's not gonna stand you up yeah so then he texts her and they soon discover that she's at the wrong restaurant now I have a couple continuity issues with this as well okay first of all it's Valentine's Day Harry was saying you can't get a reservation anywhere Carrie goes into an empty restaurant mm-hmm. okay now, they gave the address. What area of Manhattan are they in? I have no idea. I, I want to really... say it was East 66th. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what restaurant that was because a lot of time they do use the actual restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so apparently this whole, you know, little gaffe is in honor of Michael Patrick King having to meet up with Chris Knopf Um to talk about season one of and just like that and he accidentally went to the wrong restaurant chris knows it's like or not i don't know how you say his name um mr big essentially was like where are you i'm here in the red booth he's like oh shit i'm in the wrong place and then they go to the right place and then they both go i thought you stood me up i thought you stood me up ha 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 so that's where that okay came from but here's the fly in the ointment okay carrie walks in and clearly says I'm here for a reservation for Aiden Shaw at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So did Aiden have a reservation there? I think he had a reservation in all of the city, just in case. <laughs> it makes no sense. Because if Michael she came in. do better. If she walked in and said, hey, you know, I'm supposed to be meeting someone. I'm meeting someone. Yeah. And they go, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. Have a seat. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. That's fine. Because yes. you didn't specify who it was. Yes. Nope. But the guy looked down like he knew Aiden Shaw made a reservation. So weird. And that's okay. not a common last name. Like if it was no. like, I'm here to meet like Anthony Smith or something. That could be common. Right. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. Right. Or Dave something or the right. other. So she comes outside. She's wiggling around, not, you know, looking at things. And he comes out and he looks great. Now, the outfit was a choice. The shirt mm. was a choice. I yeah. don't know what's happening there. Can you explain it, Leslie, as our fashion expert? You know, I don't really know, but we do remember that Aiden was the kind of person who was more like homey and like 
comfort and flannel and kind of like working mm-hmm. with his hands. And then when he had his like, you know, hot boy summer in season four, you know, he was dressing a little sharper, but then mm-hmm. we know that he's now divorced and lives in New Hampshire, whatever the fuck he lives, Virginia, I think. I don't even know where Virginia. he lives. So, you know, maybe this is how they dress over there. He needs to get New York up. But it was very old timey. Like, it's like what they would put Houdini in before he'd go over the falls. <laughs> like, it was old timey straight jacket. It, it was really just was. not really spectacular. But it, was black. it was just in black and just like yeah. whatever. Yeah. I would have had him in like a hot navy suit, brown shoes. Like, come on, do better. So, anyway, they're out there. He looks great. They hug. Then they have dinner. They're talking about their past. He says he was sorry about John, but he didn't know whether or not to call. And then I wrote, oh my God, John Corbett's married to Bo Derek. I did not know this. Yes. It's. They've been Amazing. together for like 20 years. Yep. It did not awesome. know. I love Bull Derek. Did not know. So now they pull up to her apartment. This is the ending scene. And he stops dead in his tracks. And he's like, you still live here? Um, Were you not looking out the window on the Uber ride over, dude? Did you not realize you were going the same exact neighborhood? And he's like, you still live here? And she's like, yeah. And he says, I can't go up. There are too many bad memories here. He says, this is where we started, but it's also where we ended. That fucking wall I couldn't break through, the floors, it's all bad, and it's all in there, and I'm never going in there again. And Carrie tries to convince him. She's like, no, it's good. You know, it's changed. We're not who we used to be. I got a lot of work. I put up some wallpaper, you know, whatever. And she's like, okay, I understand, because then he goes, you know what? I, I guess I have to leave. And she says... I understand, you know, sometimes things don't work out, even though you really, really want them to. And he starts to leave and then he turns around and says, fuck it. This is New York. There are hotels. And he runs to her and they make out. And the the voiceover at the end is, and just like that, Aiden and I were on the same page. Yeah. We're back on the same page. So that's that. That's the end of the episode. Now, what did you think? Are you your team Aiden, right? You're I- not team big. No, I was, I was never really into Big that much. I loved Aiden, mm. but then I didn't like the fact that they brought him back just to break his heart, you know, in season four. Mm-hmm, like, that mm-hmm, really hurt mm-hmm. me. So mm-hmm. I felt like I got dumped too during that whole thing. So that's why I was like, don't bring him back if you're just going to, like, do this again to him, yeah, Carrie. You're yeah. evil. Like, that's don't what do makes it. me wonder this is the end game. Like, if I was Michael Patrick King, I'd be like, the ratings are in the toilet. Everybody hates me. I have to wear a hood in public because I'm so disgraced. <laughs> I'm just going to marry off Carrie to Aiden, have them move to Virginia and fuck everybody. And I'm going to take my millions and go away. That's <laughs> what I would do. Like I would end it at season two. If he goes on to season three, that will tell us the arrogance of him. <laughs> the audacity <laughs> of him. But here's the thing. I don't want it to end. I know. I love wa- hate watching. This is probably my, the best part of my week. I don't even hate watch it. I I watch it. I enjoy it. I I see the flaws and I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. could point them out and could see the inconsistencies of stories between the original series and this one, and just the fact that I could name an episode title off the top of my head and tell you who was in it and what happened is a little weird to me because mm-hmm. I did not write that down. 
So mm-hmm. I love this show so much. I mean, at least the original and the characters. And I felt like this was a Sex in a City episode. And it, it warmed my heart. It, it really did. Yeah. It made me happy. And I, I think, too, like, there's... Do you hear my dog? I have... Guys, I have a Border Collie. I just heard, like, a and thump. <laughs> he does... So the trainer actually called this the Border Collie Thump. I didn't know what it was. It's when he lays down... He goes, elbows first, thunk. And he does, like, my other dog does not do this. This is a border collie thump. It's so weird. So he just laid down, and that's what you heard. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so cute. So I was just telling Mary Payne, I was recording Hey Bunky with her, and I'm like, the whole kind of episode is Leslie trying to convince me it's good and me trying to convince Leslie it's not. But I feel like <laughs> on this episode... We are on the same page. It was good. Exactly. We are on yeah. the same page for the first time. Amy and I Leslie enjoyed it. are on the same page. And just like yeah. that. <laughs> and happened. just like that, we were on the same page. <laughs> All right, girl. Thanks so much for talking with me about this. Um, guys, we're going to try to get you an episode next Friday. There might be an issue. I'm going to be in Canada. We're trying to talk to HBO and get a screener so that we can record it early. Not sure if that's going to happen. So if it doesn't happen, if there's no episode next Friday, we'll do two the following week. So right. you will get caught up. Because podcasting is illegal in Canada, as we know. Yes. No, yes. she's, she's oh, going to uh, be on vacation. I'm off. Listen, listen. <laughs> I am getting literally a three-day vacation all year. Aww. I'm not podcasting while I'm on my vacation. No, don't. don't. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so tell everyone where they can find you and what's going on on Sinister Girls. Well, you can find me at Sinister Girls on the Instagram, SinisterGirls.com, the website and everything. Just, you know, interviewing bands. I have an episode that I had to finish editing to put out with this great UK band. Um, spoilers, I think I mentioned them last week, but their album is amazing and it comes out You mentioned soon. them last week, but for some reason, the end of your audio file just cut off. Oh, <laughs> So we didn't hear any of it. All right. So, yeah. So I interviewed um, this band. Spoilers. They have a new album coming out. It's amazing. It's really reminiscent of, like, the early aughts, like, punk pop era. You know, like, the new Funk Glory, the Good Charlotte era. Like, that whole thing. Fall Out Boy. Like, it's very reminiscent of that. And these guys are totally cool. And it's fun. So it's going to drop this week. So, yeah. Check it out. At Sinister Girls. Awesome. All right, guys, and you can find the show at littlemissrecap.com. You can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us some feedback. You can leave us a review, which we would really appreciate. You can sign up for Little Miss Recap Extra, where we're going to be covering reality shows like Sister Wives and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just engage with the show, and we're happy to hear from you and hear any feedback. And if I'm totally wrong about and just like that, feel free. Feel free to tell me. (laughs) I I welcome it. All right, so thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.